What's up, movie fans, and welcome to another rousing episode, and perhaps even an arousing episode, of Chris and Matt read a blockbuster. Or maybe even a Ronda Rousing episode. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, get in like a fight and like punch uh, somebody. So vague. <laughs> yeah. What does Ronda Rousey do? She punches people. Yeah, well, I mean, now she's a professional wrestler, from what I gather. She, no punching allowed. Yeah, no. Well, no, you know. They pull no punch. Really- you know, unlike most things, they pull all punches. <laughs> yeah, ideally. if they. In fact, it's the one place where if you're not pulling your punches, you're doing it wrong because punches are meant to be pulled in the world. Just thinking of professional wrestling, Sheamus, the professional wrestler, is who he, in this uh, um, movie, have dream-casted as the character of Slugger McGillicuddy, who mm-hmm. may come up in this episode again. Yeah, he might have a grinchy little <laughs> guest star in this episode. <laughs> well, he's hardly a guest star. For one, it's a movie. Movies don't have guest stars. They have cameos, which mm-hmm. is to say they have the rapper cameo performing the song Word Up. Yeah. We should have him do that. Maybe at the end of the movie, there'll be like a big... Yeah, like the the government... end credits theme is just word up by cameo. <laughs> the government throws a big party to congratulate them. But spoiler alert, they're going to save the day. The United States is not going to be like destroyed by a volcano. They're not going to give like trillions of dollars to the Yeah, we're going to save that for film two. Yeah, we'll destroy... it'll be a very Empire Strikes Back sort of situation. The second mm-hmm. film always has to be, you know... Seth the... Christ, colon, the end of America. <laughs> yeah, and then the third movie, a whole new country will be built up. It'll be based on the principles taught by John Galt. It'll be called Atlas, whatever bullshit they call that place they moved to in that movie. I don't even remember what. Uh, you saw the Atlas no. Shrugged movie? No, I, 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 I but I appreciate sure wow. talked about it. I talked about the movie uh, The Flop House, uh, at least the first part. I think they made three parts. They had to, you know, bloat that I movie. I feel up like they parts. made two of them and they never produced oh. a third. Uh, I guess uh, you know the uh, the means I can't of production. Conf- can't, can neither confirm nor do I care to deny. No, yeah, and I don't care to read about it. Is there any actors of like notability that got stuck making those movies? I know, like I would Kevin say, like Sor- a, maybe a t- maybe a Tara Reid, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's a step down from Sharknado. I hope he doesn't have to sink to that level because, like, you know, those like God's Not Dead movies, like, uh, like yeah, that's got Kev- Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo was in like the one that one time, and maybe he's in other ones. I don't, I've never seen any of those either. But it's, like sometimes. Yeah, end up slumming it. I hear that Eric Roberts, the actor Eric Roberts, will um, it's like appear in like uh, promotional videos for people having open houses for hopes. Oh my gosh, that's incredible! I've been watching a lot of his uh, Lifetime work, stalked by my doctor, and his doctor. performance is something else. Yeah, I heard like recently that like yeah, it's like you just give him like you know. Like he'll like just like sort of like host a thing, like go through the house, like like play sort of like a role of somebody, like you know, like he loves to work. He's yeah, he's a working uh, actor. I mean, that's technically acting and it's technically working, and so who can deny him? I'm sure it's for like really expensive houses. I don't think like somebody's got like a two bedroom like bungalow Mm. in like North Hollywood Mm. getting like Eric Roberts Mm. to show up, but. I I I like to uh, imagine that after Eric Roberts finishes a. a tour of a open house video or a stalked by my doctor he likes to send a copy of the dvd to his sister julia just just like the sticky note that says hey check this out i'd love your notes yeah i mean i mean what did you think and then she says uh what's watch. she been in, what's she been in recently she's not uh, a bird oh she's it's right coming and ben is back uh ben is back the story of when um ah uh, uh, ben is back <laughs> I try to think if there's any professional wrestler named Ben, so I can be like, oh yeah, that character who like you know he's gone, but he came back. 
Yep. But I couldn't think of any Bens other than like real Bens, like Ben Kingsley and the late Ben Gazzara. And the late who, Ben Franklin. <laughs> the very late Ben Franklin. He was never on time. <laughs> he was the, the, extremely tardy Ben Franklin. <laughs> yep. Always he, he he actually he coined many phrases. He coined a penny saved, a penny earned. And he also coined uh, always late but worth the wait. That was, that was yeah, he also coined you can call me Ray, you can call me Jay, you can call me Ray Jay, but don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> He was really inventive. Uh, he also, of course, uh, he invented the concept of electricity by and, flying a kite. And he uh, uh, also invented the uh, original recipe for couscous. Ooh, way to go, Ben Franklin. This is not a podcast about Ben Franklin facts, though. It's a podcast about you and I, the titular Chris and Matt, of which I am the Chris. And I'm the Matt. And we are writing a movie script. We're writing a screened play for a movie, like an action film, that's going to be the next big Hollywood success. It's going to be Bokfo, B-O, which is box office. Yeah, we're not talking about body odor people. We are not. Everybody in this movie is going to smell great because they're all going to be using uh, old spice. The secret. We've we've put it out into the universe. Yeah. (laughs) They're all going to be using old spice because of those ads that are just so random and funny. (laughs) I love a good rando ad. Yeah, just they're just totally random and they just like it's just like did they just do that? I mean I'd love to know how much improv was done on set. I I, yeah, I'd be interested to know just how much improv Isaiah Mustafa or uh, you know, other people do. I heard somebody one time like brag they went on a date with Isaiah Mustafa on some podcast. They had met yeah. him on that um like uh, dating app that's just for celebrities. Raya? Yeah, I guess. I know I've never been a celebrity. I've been Yeah, well been... some of us know what it's called because uh <laughs> some of us Ooh. are already Hollywood success stories. Ooh, yeah, getting on that that's what that's like the number one thing that uh once we are Hollywood successes from this movie, we're gonna both get on Raya. That's what Yeah, we're both gonna go on dates with Isaiah Mustafa. Yeah, I mean, we're both... Swipe uh, right, I say, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I mean, it'll be the first time I've ever gone on a date with a man, but one in Hollywood, going hey, on a date with Isaiah Mustafa. <laughs> yeah, I believe Ben Franklin once coined the phrase, one in Hollywood, you have to date a person of the same sex of, as you, even if you that is not your sexual orientation. And ideally, it'll be Isaiah Mustafa, the old I mean, spice guy. You, you could do worse. Yeah, but you could also do better, like Terry Crews, who's also the Old Spice guy. Uh, who, what would be your dream Raya get? Ooh, man. Um, I, I'm a, well, is the uh, woman who played, like, she was, like, on Stranger with Candy, like, in a few episodes, but she was never, like, in the main cast, but she's always sort of, like, playing one of, like, the students or whatever, and, like, you know, so she had, like, a kind of, she's, like, a working actress, and she had, like, a, a role, uh, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a, like, a regular role, but I don't know if her character had her name, and she wasn't, like, famous or anything, but I have to assume she's on Raya, and, you know, that or one of the women from Roller Jam, which was <laughs> Spike TV. I think it was still TNN at the time, but they had okay. the Pro Wrestling Meets Roller Derby sort of show that came on after Monday Night Raw in the early 2000s. And so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, the, the first one, I don't know if either of them are on Raya. The first one was extremely vague. Uh, an, an actor who made several guest spots on Stranger with Candy and a Roller Derby person. Yeah, one of the ladies of Roller Jam. The only one okay. whose name I remember is Stacy Blitch. Because but you're not interested. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not interested. <laughs> Sorry, Stacy. 
I, you're the only one whose name I remember because they knew yeah, about it. Yeah, it's Splitsville for Blitchville. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I guess we can start dating only to have that be the headline because, of course. Yeah, yeah I can imagine it's an Us Weekly spitting before me right now. <laughs> Hollywood gossip is all about that. Stacy Blitch news. Yeah, it's on uh, Hush Hush and the Down yeah, Low. Yeah. And you know the the thing from, uh, what's it called? LA Confidential? Yeah. Or as um, I call it, La Confidential. Yeah. A movie that everybody loves to watch because there's nothing problematic about it in modern times. <laughs> nope. We just all gobble up that L.A. Confidential. Also, mm-hmm. the number one movie to watch these days, Usual Suspects. <laughs> it's a That's just thing. because of a sudden interest in Kevin Spacey for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but Eddie who... Uh, Eddie who indeed. Where, movie... Yeah, my dream would be Luigi from the Mario Brothers, but that's oh. fine. You don't have to ask. <laughs> well, yeah, I just figured, you know... Yep, video game characters are on Raya. <laughs> I gotta assume. I mean, how else are they gonna meet people? Like, uh, mm. I mean, usually Mario Mount just World, has to wait yeah. for a giant lizard to steal his wife. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, you think there's a sort of like um, a cuck- a cuckold sort of fetish going on there, where mm, like Mario's nope. into it? <laughs> nope. <laughs> he spends most of the time trying to win her back. <laughs> I guess you're probably right. Or maybe like you think uh, this is a sex <laughs> thing? I don't. I I'm gonna shoot it down now. I don't think that. It's possible these modern times, like maybe you know, maybe it's a Wario sex thing. Maybe mm-hmm. Wario's into it. He's into that freaky stuff. But uh, Mario, I think Mario Mario would like yeah. nothing more than to be left alone by a giant <laughs> lizard and his mischievous nephews and nieces and those little um like mushroom men and turtle men that are all on his side. Mm-hmm. Now he likes them. Yeah. Well, I Mario think. likes them. I think or, so. Mario stomps like Goombas to death. Oh, I thought you were talking about Toad. Oh no, he likes he's to- Toad. He likes Toad. He's against the Koopa Troopas, yeah, and he's against true. the the Goombas, who I think are also mushrooms. They're less uh, human, like they're mm. less humanistic mushrooms. I don't mean in the sense of like they humanist, like in the philosophical sense that they that the Toads believe that people are generally good, and the uh, you know the mush. I guess the Goombas are I probably. I believe that Toads are generally humanist. I would agree that Toads are humanist. I think that uh, the Goombas are probably maybe more nihilist, or they mm. uh, ascribe to the uh, Al- Albert Camus sort of absurdist sort of senses that you realize life is meaningless, and then the only thing to do is either kill yourself or accept it. And Those are the only two options. That's, <laughs> the, that's what, that's what kill he, yourself or accept it. <laughs> that's what he wrote about when he, re- he said when you realize that life is meaningless, you either have to kill yourself or find the humor in it. And mm. then you, you know, gotta laugh. You gotta as laugh. The jo- as the Joker once said, you gotta laugh. Ah, uh, the Joker. Too bad he can't be in this movie, but. Uh, I think he <laughs> is in this movie. <laughs> he might be. I shouldn't say that because this, there's. Isn't there so an episode many... that, that the Joker shows up in? Well, I know Harvey Dent's in this movie. And yeah, who, uh, Rachel Dawes. This is the whole scene pulled whole hog from the Dark Knight. I believe that the Joker's in that scene. And if he's not, real big misstep by us. Yeah. Like, the most interesting part of that scene is not in it. He might be in this movie. I think uh, Alf's in it now. and like, Spider-Man's in it. Spider-Man's very much in it. Spider-Man's a big character. <laughs> Spider-Man. Jane Doe is Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean... She's well, we're hoping that the all of these things go into the public domain before the movie is produced. Or they'll get the money for it. I know. Oh, they'll to... get the money for it. <laughs> it's gonna be. They know there's gonna be Bafo Bo. Mm, like it's gonna. They'll pay gonna make, up. We're gonna make Avatar level money on this. If James mm-hmm. Cameron can, like, you know, do his like thing. Are the gonna... avatars in this movie? 
No, the Navi aren't in it. James Cameron, uh, I don't think, will let us have it. What about it. Jake Sully? Uh, no. We may be able to get, um, Miles Dyson from Terminator. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get the rights to Miles Dyson. <laughs> He'll chill and show He's up. Dead. He's dead. He's dead in the movies. <laughs> yeah, well, um, he can be brought back. I mean, Rachel Dawes is dead, and she's in this movie. Oh, right. Canonically, within the world of all film, Rachel Dawes is dead. <laughs> Yeah, well, the I mean, the actor who plays Miles Dyson, Joe Morton, he's still alive, right? He's doing great work. Yeah, he's in Scandal. Yeah, he's good. He's good. And, and this, I'd like to send this episode out to Joe Morton. Yeah, and to Baseball Hall of Famer Joe Morton. <laughs> and to... a very similar name. <laughs> yep, the two Joes. Yep. The two Moores. Kids. Yep, the two Joe. well, Morgan, like me. My name is Chris Morgan. I didn't say my last name earlier, but now I have because it's the same as Joe Morgan's. We're not related. His, uh, his, he's from a different ethnic background than me. Could still be related. I my mean, name's my name's Matt, not Morgan or Morton. If only just w- Shipkowitz. I think there's a professional wrestler named Matt Morgan back in the day. Mm, uh, not related, think, even though we I'm... have the same name. It does excite <laughs> me to learn that someone else is the same name as me. Uh, I I don't think. I'm related to him either, probably because it's unlikely that his real name was Matt Morgan, because so many wrestlers don't use their real names. His real uh, name was probably Morgan Matthew, and they thought that sounded too much like a girl's name. Yeah, everyone knows that most professional wrestlers are afraid of appearing girly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's Their why first I, instinct is always to wear, like, carry around a little doll and wear pigtails, uh, and then Vince McMahon says, nah, 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 too girly. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. We gotta coach him up on how to, you know, mm-hmm. do those. Yeah, put some biceps on those. Yeah, yeah. Put show some off, biceps. show off your penis. Yeah. I mean, they often do in a way because they wear those short, like, and tight little tights. You yeah, just see, all, you see a lot of outlines of you know penises in professional wrestling. Like, that's you true. Know, they're leaving little to the imagination, and so but we have to do just enough imagining to imagine what their penises look like. Which is the primary <laughs> entertainment of professional wrestling. Yep, that's the real that's the real magic of, of professional wrestling. Imagining what, let's say, uh, I don't know, Shane McMahon's penis looks like. Yeah, and which is why this is that's why people for so long were against the. Uh, Women's wrestling it wasn't because it was like that. Like they were being like sexist, like oh, women can't wrestle. It's like well, if women are wrestling. I can't imagine, imagine what their while penises they look like. They don't have penises. You can't imagine what they look like when they're wrestling. So it's no fun. That is, as they say, no fun. <laughs> but we're writing a movie. <laughs> I mean, if, if, for, throughout the movie, if fans want to, they can imagine what each male character yes. is packing down we, below. We encourage you to imagine what's Joe Murray's penis look like. You, we know you've been dying to imagine. <laughs> I know, like Zach Efron, that's like you know more like you're lukewarm imagining what his penis looks like. But you want to know what's you know what uh, sort of pipe is uh, Joe Murray swinging down there. <laughs> Is he maybe? And then the thing is, if we're making this movie 
And if we mm-hmm. play our cards right, we may be able to, like, you know, get an on-set visit where all the actors will show us their penises, <laughs> and then we won't have to imagine anymore. We'll just know. I, I like to imagine uh, a world where we're very close to getting this movie made, and then this podcast comes out where the writer of the film uh, imagines a world where we get to see each of the actors' penises, and they're like, why would I want to show this weirdo my penis? And the movie doesn't get made. Well, it's just, you know... Um, that's like Hollywood insider, you know, information. Like these days with TMZ and stuff, there's so much information that everybody has access to. But unless you're talking about like a Harvey Keitel, we don't know what people's penises look like. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the last sort of frontier of Hollywood insiderdom. It's like you know knowing what penises look like in Hollywood. <laughs> All right, we gotta write this episode. Enough about yeah. enough of your penis talk. In the last uh, episode, we talked about a big fight scene where mm-hmm. a couple things happened. One, Jane Doe got a thumbnail from a computer belonging to the WNBA. It's an yes. actual sort of unnatural thumb. Uh, uh, on, this, uh, on this disc, on this thumb drive, there was one thumbnail, and the thumb drive is shaped like a thumb. And yeah. I give this plot device two thumbs up. <laughs> Me too. And if Roger Ebert was alive today when this movie comes out, he'd give it a thumbs up, unless he died between now and the movie comes out, which is awesome. He's coming back to life and then dies again before the movie comes out. That would be a real bummer for him. He'd really he'd be so happy to be back alive and be so excited for this movie. But then if he died again, he'd be like, oh, no, Mamma Mia, not again. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a real spicy meatball for yeah. Roger Ebert. And then also happening, Seth Christ has been captured by the WNBA. And that's what's going to be happening in this next scene in the movie. Because we cut to um, Seth Christ, you know, it's like a dark room. And Seth Christ, is he's waking up in a, like a chair, like in like mm-hmm. a dark, sparse room. With like, like mm-hmm. just like one sort of light shining on him. And he's, he's tied up. He's tied up. He's looking a little worse for the wear. Not too bad. So, not like... Someone has drawn a mustache on him. Yeah. Uh, but it looks really nice. They weren't like being yeah, like... Yeah, it's they tasteful. Were, yeah. They weren't being like a jerk when they did it. They thought it would like look good on him. And it does. Yeah. Like if he had an actual mustache that looked like that, it would look... It's like, you know... It's a, it's a good way. Like, if, hmm, should I grow a mustache? I don't know. I, I better want... go get kidnapped and have someone a- yeah. uh, draw a mustache on me it's while like... I'm uh, unconscious. And then he wakes up, and then who's he looking at? Eyeball to eyeball, none other than the leader of the WNBA himself, Rip Torn. Mm-hmm. And Rip Torn says, Ah, Seth Christ, at last we get to meet face to face for a real rap session. And he takes mm-hmm. a chair and he turns it around and he sits He's in like, the back. Let me ask you a couple cues. You do drugs? And Seth is like, You're not gonna, you know, you know, mess with my mind. Uh, we got your, we got, you know, all your information. I'm sure we'll, you know. Yeah, we've. I mean, well, Seth doesn't know any of this. He says, yeah. "No one's gonna let me go. I've got the full." Uh, weight of the United States government uh, tracking you down as we speak. Yeah. So the longer you keep me here, the faster they're going to find me. And uh, Rip Torn, who's smoking a cigar, says, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. We're, in, we're deep underground, or are we above ground? They'll never be able to yeah. find us because I don't even know where we are. We're in a giant Faraday cage so that mm-hmm. no electronic signals can get in or out. And, mm-hmm. he, and he's like, uh, what do you? So he's like, so you think you got some sort of big plan? You think the WNBA is going to succeed? And then uh, Rip says, uh, 
earlier, like a couple days ago, we successfully killed the president of the United States. So we're, we're, we're practically the most successful terrorist organization of all time. Yeah, we're doing a really good job so far. Mm-hmm. And we're going to become soon, we're going to be the richest people in the world. And we're going to have a puppet government. And then Seth is like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, you know, that vice president of the United States uh, is the vice president. Yeah, the vice president is Chris Gaines. You know, vice president Chris Gaines. And yeah. Seth's like, yeah, of course. I met him, you know, countless times. And Rip Torts as well. So have I, because he's a mole for the WNBA. And Seth is like, no way, man. That's yep. Chris bullshit, Gaines man. is none other than country star Garth Brooks. Yeah. And he's, uh, you know, um, secretly working to help us take down the government from the inside. And Seth is like, that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. There's no way, man. And then, like, Rip Torn's like, oh, you don't believe me? Check this out. And then he scrolls through his uh, phone. He finds a photo of the two of them, like, uh, with their arms around each other, giving a thumbs yep. up. And like, then, he not- shows, then he shows a, a video of Chris Gaines in the Oval Office uh, pissing into a bowl of soup. And, <laughs> and he fast-forwards a little bit, and then it shows the president eating from that <laughs> bowl of soup. And Seth is like, you're sick. You're all sick. And then, like, uh, Rip Torn's like, but wait, there's more that's going to be happening. In fact, we, let me tell you our plan, because you're never going to get out of this room alive. And I want you to know what happened is going to happen after your death, because I want you to have to, you know, suffer through it anyways, even though you won't live to see it happen. He's mm-hmm. like, thanks to the help of Bill Nye, the science guy, we've been able to build a machine that allows us to control the activity of the volcano in Yellowstone National Park. With one flip of a switch, we can make that volcano finally explode, taking with it the western half of the United States. And if the United States government doesn't give us like a trillion dollars or whatever amount of money we said before, it could be like a, you know. You know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's me talking. That's not Rip Torn talking. I, I just don't remember me, me the writer, Chris Morgan, who's yeah, writing. Yeah, we'll just fill it in later. Yeah. Just put it in there. Whatever it was. Whatever it was. Insert like, like, amount here. It's an amount of the trillions or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to do, we're going to blow it up. And then what's going to happen is we're going to get that money. Me and the rest of the WNBA, we're going to do... <laughs> we're going to get that money. We're going to get that power. We're going to get that respect. Then we're going to get the women. We're going to build a giant Zeppelin that we're going to fly around in international over international waters. We're going to be creating our own country. But from the distance, we'll be controlling the United States government because... We'll start a whole country in the sky. Even after we get the money, we're going to assassinate the current president, President Sugar Ray... Uh, aka Mark McGrath and we're going to uh, and then the vice president will become president and then we're going to use our political power to change the constitution to get yeah. rid of the your precious checks and balances won't save you now Seth Christ yeah you, you know we're going to be able to control the government we're going to basically yeah. install a dictatorship that we're going to run as a puppet regime we're going to control the United States and we're going to control all this production and we already got trillions of dollars like we're going to be super rich as is. Yeah, that's right. Country. This terrorist campaign isn't for anything else other than money or power. There's no philosophy behind it nope. whatsoever. In fact, we're just kind of doing it just because we can. Doing it for the story. It's yeah. like, fuck it, let's be legends. Yeah, 
And then says to be like, well, I thought you guys were all white nationalists. I was like, oh, no, that's a common misconception because of our name, the WNBA. Some people think the W and the N stand for white. But no, I mean, remember the beginning of this adventure when you were uh, killing all those, like, Filipino or Vietnamese guys? <laughs> Vietnamese guys? I, don't re- I don't remember which one. I certainly was. don't remember it. Uh, we were working with them. Obviously, we're sort of cool. Like we're v- racially, we're very cool. Yeah, um, we have great. We have a very diverse staff. I mean, and then he's like, I admit, maybe we could be a little more friendly to the LGBTQIA plus community. But I mean, look, I mean, we're we're a terrorist organization. We're trying to do our whole thing here. Nobody's perfect. Now, if you excuse me, I have to go blow up half the United States, possibly, and then kill the president. <laughs> and then he's like. You'll never get away with it, Riptorn. You'll never get away with it. And then Riptorn says, oh, but Seth Christ, I'm already getting away with it. And you're the only person in the world who can stop me. And you are going to uh, be dying soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm leaving Prepare you. your coffin, because while I leave this room, I'm going to leave Slugger McGillicuddy to beat the shit out of you yeah. until you're dead from it. And you know what else? I'm not even going to stick around to watch it happen. I'm just going to assume that Slugger took care of it because he's a big, strong guy with a big, beefy hand, and I know that he loves to pound some flesh. Yeah, it's like, I said, like, don't you want to, like, do, like, a real, like, elaborate, like, way to kill me, like, a James Bond movie? And then Riptor's like, nope. Uh, I'm trying to keep costs down because we don't have that trillion dollars yet. <laughs> so uh, I just figured I'd have uh, uh, Plus, he's like... Plus, then that gives you a chance to sort of escape. This is like a real basic room with just a couple of chairs and like a light and like. So I figure Slugger just like he'll beat you to death and like you know then it's like you know. It's like easy cleanup too, cause like there's like just like a like you know like the walls are all just really sort of like you know basic concrete walls. There's a basic yeah we don't want I put up this cool uh, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take poster though. Yeah. And also, like we got to see, you can't really see it's behind you, but we got like a, a like a black light poster, like a black light dark side of the moon Pink Floyd poster, and also that Pink Floyd poster with like all the naked like women. Is that yeah? Do you Floyd? see their butts and they yeah. it makes it makes their album covers. Yeah, it's so, a real man cave situation in there. And Seth is like, you're no man, you're no man at all, you're just a mouse. And then uh, Rip Torn's like, whatevs, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, Audi five thousand, take it easy. <laughs> Later, skaters, and then uh, old Slugger McGillicuddy comes over and he's like, I'm going to enjoy this. And then, bam, he punches Seth and a fight scene starts happening, but Seth isn't about to give up. He does, like, a uh, weird sort of, like, flipping yeah, he, with his chair. And he, yeah, like, he, like, kicks the bottom of the chair and it snaps and then he's out of yeah. it or something. And like I don't fighting. know, we're going to have a... Uh, what's that wire foo guy that did the Matrix stuff? Uh, Master... A pancake? The, yeah, yeah uh, Master Pancake. No, his name's not Master Pancake. The Master Pancake is the comedy people who do movie interruptions at Alamo Draft Houses in Austin, Texas. My mistake. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna have that guy. Master uh, Chef. No, we're gonna have Master Chef. Master Chef Junior, his son. <laughs> Man, what's his name? The Wire Foo guy. Did Come he, on. I don't know. He did kill Bill. I don't know. What is his name, Chris? I don't, I don't know. We're going to hire him. I won't well, find. We'll figure out his name to hire him, but we don't know his, have to know his name now. Well, well can I, you you figure it out? Fine. I'll look on. Uh, oh, oh uh, Wu Ping. Master Wu Ping. Yeah, he's the wire foo guy. Okay. 
Uh, so we have Wu Ping. Uh, so when he's sick, one of the symptoms is a Wu Ping cough. <laughs> well, that's his last name. I can't pronounce the first name. Yun Yun Wu Ping. Ah. Uh, also, uh, Yuan. When he, when he was a child and he was sick, Hyping. he had a young I don't. I wish cough. I could speak a different language. You ever wish that? I can speak some Spanish. Do you wish you could we speak Mandarin? Um. Uh. Well, I guess. I mean, then it feels like so unprepared for a globalized world, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, English is still the lingua franca, and I speak that. Uh, and I could speak some Spanish. I could say. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, they're gonna do some crazy stuff where they yeah. like, float off the walls and stuff. And I yeah. don't know. The the scene's gonna end with uh, uh, Seth just uh, turning uh, Slugger McGill got his head at 360 degrees and then ripping his head off. And that's yeah. where we're going to smash cut back to Jane Doe's office where she's sleeping and she wakes up and he goes, "Seth's alive." Yeah. To be continued. Yeah, I was also gonna suggest that maybe like during the fight scene, like um, Seth like was able to get his hands on. Um, like a shard from one of the, like the chairs that like broke and like jams it into um Slugger McGillicuddy's eye, and he then, can still do that. Yeah, he can do that, and then he'll spin his head around three sixty degrees to kill him. Yeah, that's like a good. It's way gonna to do be it. brutal, but it's gonna, gonna be bloodless, so it's still gonna get the PG thirteen. Yeah, so that somehow we're gonna have you. I'm pretty sure we got a like full frontal male nudity in this movie. <laughs> Speaking of penises. <laughs> Speaking of penises. I think maybe we were trying to work a way around where you don't actually see it or something. I don't remember. Yeah, it's a whole Austin Powers-like bit yeah. where like, someone holds a banana up in front of the penis. We'll have to leave that to the director or something. I mean, we're, we're the writers, we're the visionaries, then the director makes our visions, and then the editor will like, help, and there's like, you know, it's a collaborative process, filmmaking. We're just the hotshot writers that are going to become famous and get, like, you know, seven figures for writing the script. And then a bunch of other people will take our brilliant genius and make it reality. Which figures do you want? I hope I get some cool episode one action figures. I want um, like some of the wrestling figures from when I was a kid of uh, characters who would be considered problematic these days, like Papa Shango. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have a nice. You just Papa want Sh- some. You just want some quasi racist wrestling figures. Yeah, I want. I want. the African Dream, who was a white guy. Who dressed in a dashiki and I uh, was like, you know, I'm the, I'm Keem the African Dream. I think maybe his uh, shtick was that he got hit in the head or something and thought he was black. I don't remember exactly, but I would have put that past <laughs> professional wrestling. Great shtick. Yeah. <laughs> They're like he showed up and he said, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I want to wear a little dress. I want to have little pigtails. I want to wear a little uh, Minnie Mouse style uh, shoesies. And uh, Vincent gets his shut up right there. That sounds a little too girly. How about you get hit on the head and think you're an African American man? Yeah, and there was also, That's... briefly, the wrestler Chavo Guerrero Jr. had a gimmick. I think his mm. character's name was Kerwin White, and his gimmick was that he was a white guy now, and like he loved golf and stuff, and that was like his... Uh, That's pretty great. His shtick. Yeah, that was uh, what was going on. You know, he's a wrestler funny. people had known for known decades. Known for decades, yeah. He's a very famous wrestler. <laughs> yeah, the um, I believe by this point, his uh, uncle, Eddie Guerrero, was already dead. and right. so, uh, But, yep. Yeah. Well, that's the end of that, right? That is the end of that episode. Both that... episode and Eddie Guerrero's career. Oh, yeah. He died at definitely end of his career. Very mm-hmm. rarely do they let corpses wrestle in modern times. I don't know. So I feel like sometimes the like they like... Ha- the, yeah. he's a, Is he dead? Uh, the Undertaker, he's the dead man. I mean, they say that, but he doesn't act dead. Well, I mean, he acts like he's the undead. Was he still dead when he was the American badass? <laughs> I think by then, he was, yeah, he was, when he, he was alive because he also had his wife's name tattooed on his neck. Yeah, and yeah. like he had, there's like a gimmick where his wife is being stalked by Diamond Dallas Page. 
Okay. That was about the end of when I was watching wrestling. I was like 14 or so. And then I was like, you know, I think I've had enough of what's going on here. Sorry, Diamond Dallas Page. I don't want you to watch you stalk The Undertaker's wife, Sarah, uh, who I think he divorced and then had to change his neck tattoo. Uh, which is to always, what? Uh, I don't know. I haven't. Serial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's... It was a tribute to his favorite podcast, Serial. <laughs> yeah, it was like he won up Johnny Depp's uh, iconic Wino uh, Forever tattoo, which is a very cool tattoo to have uh, by <laughs> yeah. the very cool Johnny Depp, who's not in this movie because he we can't we won't let him like put like a bunch of costume. Yeah, that on. that's where we're putting the we're putting our foot our feet down at Johnny Depp. Yep. He's the one guy we won't let be in this movie because he's a white. I feel like president. we have a pretty good cast of, of not awful people. Yeah. Definitely. As far as we know right yeah. now. And uh, maybe on uh, what day is it? Uh, January 23rd, yeah. 2019. As yeah. of right now, and as far as I know, no one in our proposed cast <laughs> is a really, really bad person. Yeah. I mean, may, I don't think so. I mean, because, uh, I mean, certainly from our main cast. Uh, we have thrown in some random people from time to time that are mm. uh, in the movie we've maybe forgotten, and we're maybe also hey, possibly. We're included. gonna vet everybody yeah, that we be... side on. We're everyone's getting vetted. Yep. You better, you better uh, spade, and you better not spade and neuter your pets because we're going to the vet. Yeah, and then they'll do it there. <laughs> They're gonna do it there because I honestly, if you're gonna do it at home, I'd yeah. advise you don't. Yeah, that would be uh, a mistake, I, I reckon, to uh, try that. All Believe right, me. so. Um, All right. Uh, so uh, that's our, this episode. Yeah, I'd like yeah. for everyone to get out there and spade a new to their pets. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, thank you to our podcast network, uh, Gabber Media, for putting up with this. Every single time we put in, give them a new episode of uh, material, I guess you could call it. Uh, and... Uh, this podcast, of course, is on iTunes and Stitcher and like uh, Spotify and stuff. Uh, you can give it listens, you know, subscribe to the show, and like you know, it'll just it'll be there for you, much like the characters from Friends were there for their friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, even no uh, matter if it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year. Yeah, and also like those characters had such blessed lives. The idea that of them not having like, having it be their year. And also the idea that they were ever, like, broke when, like, they lived in such nice apartments in uh, this is, this New is York. an incredibly original take on the show, Friends. <laughs> I know. And also, like, Ross, he's, like, not a good guy. Uh, and- here's, one thing, here's one thing that I would love to point out about Friends. Uh, it's not funny, and also uh, incredibly homophobic. Yeah, I was like watching maybe. all of these these videos of people rea- like millennials reacting to Seinfeld and how offensive it is. I was like, huh, wait till they wait till they watch yeah, Friends. Like, like I mean, like Seinfeld. Like I mean, look, Seinfeld is a show I really enjoy, and like some of it doesn't maybe hold up, but I wouldn't necessarily call it like a show that's terribly problematic. The the, the entire basis for one of the characters is his. his like reason for being is to prove to the world that he is not gay. Who, who's, oh, who's that? Oh, Chan- Chandler. Oh yeah, it's he's, right. I uh, thought we were talking about Seinfeld. The Chandler lives in a in a heightened state of gay panic at all times. <laughs> yeah, I I never really liked Friends to begin with, so I'm not as well versed in it. But yeah, I know enough to know that. But uh, so uh, I guess we're not gonna have Matthew Perry in this. Oh no, I like Matthew Perry. He could be in the movie as okay. long as he doesn't do something terrible. I only really like I like him from a couple movies. I like him from the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and he did some like romantic comedies in the 90s that I think are pretty funny. Mm. Anyway, let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, uh, we're not going to do any more promoting stuff. Like, this, is not the, this is not the Perry cast. No, who cares about all, all that other stuff I was going to promote? Like, whatever. This has been uh, Chris and Matt, write a blockbuster. Uh, thanks for listening, and listen again in the future if you dare. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>